Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you can post something to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about Prayer Warriors and the Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Going going back for some religious talk. Uh, but first... Had a follow-up to the, the French story that we had, was that last week or the week before? We talked about uh, the the fact that there was a study done on the Catholic Church in France, and there were three, something like more than 3,000 people who had been accused of, uh, however you want to term it, child rape, abusing children in yes. the uh, in the Catholic Over in Church. France, and, raping yes. lots of kids. Yeah. Yeah. So this piece of news from The Guardian, the Catholic priests in France, it has been has been ruled on that they must report abuse allegations that they may have heard in confession. They cannot claim a confession seal to prevent them from going to uh, the police about child abuse. Good. Sweet. So this is a new law. <laughs> well, is it a law or a rule from the church? I think it was uh I think it was a rule uh that was put in place by a court mm. that then the church didn't fight has has said that they are are going to be enforcing. Hmm. Good. A little late, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Very late. <laughs> Extraordinary. How did you as a, as a as a supposed moral human even hear something like that and not say anything? Right. God, church. <laughs> I mean, I Okay, so I guess if you believed in a higher power, the fact that you're relaying the you know this to the higher power and expect the higher power to do something, you know maybe you're you feel relieved of the obligation, but that's just I mean really you're telling your imaginary friend that nothing is going to happen and the abuse is going to continue. So right, and what about the you know the the fifth time they come to you and and confess? Oh, did it again? Sorry, can you forgive me again? Yeah. How about no? Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that as a follow-up. Um, I did, I found this very interesting. Ron Watkins. Mm-hmm. Oh. Supposedly Q, or at least at some point, a lot of people have believed that he posted a lot of the Q droppings. He is uh, he now lives in Arizona. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I, having a hard time confirming that actually, but he is going to be running for Congress in Arizona. Uh, because he he wants to fix the elections from inside the machine, according <laughs> to what he stated. I'm curious of his definition of fix, but go on. <laughs> so I don't know how this – like, I don't know Arizona law. I don't know if what the rules are for running for uh, Congress in that state. Well, but- I can tell you this. Without knowing the rules, I can tell you this. If you are a citizen of Japan, you cannot run for Congress in Arizona. Well, you can be a citizen of Japan and a citizen of the United States. But he's not. <laughs> well, his, but his father um, was an American citizen. So he's, he's, a, he's a son of an American citizen born abroad. So he is as American as uh, Ted Cruz is. That stays forever? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Yep. Ted Cruz is born in Canada. Straight up born in Canada. But he was born to an American parent. So he's American. For sure. Well, it's as though I yeah, was straight up born. I was straight up born in the Philippines. Yep. I was born to two American citizens in the Peace Corps. I have been an American citizen my whole life. I did not know that's how that worked. I'm an Amer- I'm a citizen of two different countries. Well, that I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the weird thing is, does he live in Arizona? I mean, I think no. he's residing there currently. <laughs> but when they track down the address that he gave, it belongs to another couple. Like it's a house. Um, they tracked down another address and it ended up just being a P.O. box. Like, they weren't able to actually verify that he lives in Arizona. Supposedly, when he runs, he's he's waiting for the districts to be redrawn and then he's going to move into a specific district to go against Tom O'Halloran. 
uh, the Democratic representative in in Arizona. He wants to to take that seat away from the Democrats. So hmm. uh, supposedly he will be moving to that district when you know whenever the lines are drawn. Well, I mean, to be clear, he's not probably really running. He's just he's you know gathering money. This is all just fundraising. Nope. Yeah. I fell for that trap in 2016. Mm. Not falling for it again. He's running, Karen. <laughs> Did you All hear right. how, what inspired him to run? No. He was listening, and I wish I could remember the pastor's name, uh, some crazy pastor who was talking about how women who get abortions should be executed, and that inspired him to run. Oh, my. Now, we don't know if it inspired him because he thought that was bad or because he thought that was good, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you people are crazy. I'll run with you. All right. Yeah, and before you think that, you know, it's not possible for Ron Watkins to win, I mean, we have Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, right. cinema. It's a good point. Well, cinema's a senator. Yeah, even worse. But Ron has stated clearly, I am not Q. I never was Q. I never posted as Q. I don't know who posted as Q. I mean, everybody's got their own, own hypothesis. I don't have any facts to back that up. Hmm. Wait, what? I don't know. I don't get that last statement. I don't have any facts to back up the thing that I just said. Is that what he means? I mean, everybody's what? got their own hypothesis. I don't have any facts to back that up. So he has a hy- hypothesis with no facts. But yeah, right. sketchy. Also, he's lying because <laughs> yeah. he ran that thing. He knew who it was. Yeah. And it was but, him. I mean, come on. That was obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, what was the, the show about Q? I mean, he Into the storm. Up. Into the storm. He slipped up on camera. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was him. It might not have been might have been his dad originally, but it was him in you know phase two of Q. So. Oh yeah, I mean there might have been someone doing it in the in the original thing, but when when everything moved over to eight Chan and they needed people to come. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, what else is fueling that site? Right. Q drops. Which hasn't happened in a really long time. I heard. Yeah. Well, he's too busy yeah. setting up his congressional yeah, yeah. run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move over to uh, some politics, uh, since we're kind of leaning in that way. Um, Some political things out of North Korea. North Korea has been in the news because of missile launches. Uh, There was another one today, I hear. Mm -hmm. Karen told me right before we started recording. Uh, And this one was from a submarine? Is that? Yes. uh... They fired a new ballistic missile out of a submarine. It's a design that we have not previously seen in pictures, so... And supposedly they've designed some sort of missile that will fire off and then have its payload like act as a glider to extend range into, uh, you know, basically setting up things so that they they can say that they're within range of attacking the United States. So that's good. But also, and I I really I had to bring this story up. uh, The Washington Post has a story about uh, North Korea is apparently created, creating an army of winter soldiers. What? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had a demonstration, uh, I believe it was last Tuesday, maybe the Tuesday before. Um, it should have been, yeah, the 12th, I think. They had a demonstration. There was footage of Kim Jong-un smiling and clapping as shirtless soldiers participated in an exhibition um, to uh, showcase the muscular power of the country's troops. <laughs> it involved them like laying on glass, breaking concrete blocks and uh, wooden boards over their bodies. Yeah. Did he put it's, it back uh, in the freezer after that? You know, to <laughs> reactivate them later? <laughs> but supposedly it was free- freezing cold out and the soldiers were out there without any shirts on to demonstrate how, you know, just how tough they were. But Their endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can they can take Turns a punch out to it the was chest. Just, just footage of Kim Jong Un watching America's Got Talent Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird thing to show. I mean, why show you know muscular soldiers? It's just odd. And the whole country's weird. Well, yeah. To I mean, that's what they think is dominance. Mm. Like I saw the video. I didn't know that that it, the video I saw was not titled "He's Creating Winter Soldiers," so I didn't think that. <laughs> when I saw it, I go, "This just looks dumb," <laughs> and it's not, and it didn't scare me in any way. Right. Well, I always find it curious that he always, you know, shows um, some of the very few healthy specimens in North Korea. I mean, most of them are physically shorter. I mean, you line up North Koreans and South Koreans, and they're shorter just from malnutrition. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, over time. It's that they were starved as children. And that's common throughout the land, except for, you know, some 
select people that get decent amounts of food. Well, he's probably given some choice cuts to a few of them and, uh, and then trotting them out. Bulking them up, yep. Although he's slimmed down recently, which is weird. He's going to start that acting career. Yeah. Well, he vanished for a while. I mean, the theory was that he, he actually got some sort of sickness and mm. that that's, you know, lost some weight because of that. But who knows? Yeah. Like, people in his own country don't know, so there's very little chance that we'll know. Right. Maybe got a gastric surgery. <laughs> I suppose it's possible because, you know, when he was talking with Trump, he was he was made fun of quite a bit, mm. not just by Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I know that North Korea stops most of American, you know, publicity from from reaching his people, but I'm sure that Kim Jong-un sees a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on to uh, some COVID and conspiracy type stuff. Uh, I wanted to start with this. Uh, Karen, you put this in and... It's kind of a, I guess this is also kind of a follow-up. So there was a school in Florida that we talked about that was not allowing its teachers to get vaccinated. If you were to get vaccinated, uh, you you would be fired from the school. (laughs) That same school is now requiring students who get vaccinated to quarantine at home for 30 days after each dose of the vaccine. What? So that they don't spread to other students. So they don't infect others. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did I hear you You said the ones who were vac- vaccinated had a quarantine? Yes. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm tr- I'm still trying to wrap my okay, head okay. around <laughs> how that's supposed like proteins, to work. proteins, yo. <laughs> yeah. They're just shedding them like crazy, causing everybody to become sterile. Duh. Yeah. So the Sentinel Academy in Miami. If anybody, you know, you know, says, hey, I hear that's a good school. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the worst school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they sent out this letter saying that any vaccinated students will need to stay at home for 30 days post vaccination. It also encouraged parents to hold off on getting their children vaccinated until the next summer when there will be time for potential transmission or shedding to others will decrease. <laughs> so We're all weird. in on this uh, theory. Well, that is mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> These are educators. Yeah. Yeah. Poor kids. Yeah. That, that part is the sad part. But I mean, overall, I find that, you know, that these vaccine mandates, they seem to be working out great. Yeah. At least for, for someone like me. If it means that cops that are not interested in public safety, teachers that don't believe in education and nurses that don't believe in medicine are going to go willingly quit their jobs. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll have Couldn't s- have asked for more. Nope. We might have temporary shortages of people here and there. Uh, ah, I'm okay with that. Temporary shortages of most things. Yep. <laughs> we'll Actually, just say blah, 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 supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if these kids are anything like I was as in high school, I'd be more apt to get the vaccine now. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I have to leave school for 30 days? Awesome. <laughs> 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 That's fair. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, you know, police leaving their job, etc., there's an article on New York Times. Uh, police departments have lost four times as many officers to COVID-19 as they have to gunfire since the beginning of the pandemic. And by lost, I mean they died. Uh, COVID has been killing off hundreds. And yeah, the police can continue to... Violate vaccine mandates and, yeah, Yeah. try and do everything they can to avoid the vaccine. Well, it kind of depends, though, because a lot of these lawsuits that are being filed are not being filed by, um, you know, the healthcare workers or the police officers in these places. They're being filed by external groups who say that they're representing thousands of people. They're not really representing thousands of people. They're representing eight people. (laughs) And we're okay with the eight just going away, so... Meanwhile, another thing in New York, the New York State uh, has had a federal judge rule that uh, religious exemptions for vaccination mandates uh, will be allowed for health workers. Mm. Again, health workers. These are people that you have to interact with when you're ill. Yeah, they're not going to be vaccinated. What is wrong with everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Also, you know, all these people refusing vaccines, do they realize that they have taken vaccines before? Hmm. The majority of them? For sure. That's also, I've been curious about that recently, is what about this particular vaccine? Because you agree with all the other vaccine mandates. Some of them don't, but, but a lot of them this do. One. 
Right. I mean, if they're just straight up anti-vax and have been since anti-vax started, yeah. you know, I'll give you a little bit of a leeway. But, you know, most schools in the country hmm. have vaccine requirements. Yeah. Like if you don't get MMR and, you know, whatever else you need to, to go to school, you don't go to school. And I would say up until two years ago, I bet you most of these people had all their children vaccinated Outside or of- grown fits now. Right. Outside of a small contingent of uh, anti-vaxxers, yeah. Cra- right. Outside yeah. of crazy anti-vaxxers. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it, it is just politics, sadly enough. Is chickenpox a requirement now, too? They didn't I have it know. when I was growing up, so I, didn't, I don't know. I was going to say, I, I, I hope, I mean, listen, my, my, if there's a vaccine for it, um, I, I get it for my son. Sure. So hopefully it is now. I mean, I, I'm unfortunately from a generation where... You know, as soon as someone got chicken pox, your parents would rub you up against that person so you would get it because our parents are dumb. <laughs> get it in a controlled manner. <laughs> well, it is better when you have it as a kid. But again, in their defense, they were also told to lay me face down in my crib because it'd be safer. Mm. Right. And smoke while they were pregnant with us. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Thanks, mom. You. Now I have no hair. <laughs> 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 Uh, thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, another person in charge of uh, making decisions, Timothy Broglio, Archbishop for the U.S. Military Services, has declared that Catholics in the military can just refuse the vaccine. I don't think he gets to say that, though. On religious grounds. He's in charge of the religion for the military, so. Well, sure. I don't think that prevents them from being kicked out, though. Yeah, I, I I don't know how that's going to work out, because I can't imagine that, like, the Joint Chiefs are going to go, ah, well, Timmy said it, so I guess we have right, to. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, was gonna, I, don't, I don't think he outranks Biden. No. <laughs> right. I, this there, is... there are a whole lot of people he doesn't outrank, and I don't, yeah. Right. Curious how that's going to, how that's going to run out. Hmm. Another anti-vaxxer, there was a quote-unquote health Freedom event in Kansas, uh, sponsored by a few of our favorite type of doctors. Three chiropractors sponsored the uh, Health Freedom event, and it was all about the COVID vaccines. Uh, <laughs> just it, it basically was an event to spread misinformation and the Delta variant and a little COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. So the Royal sponsorship for this event was uh, $10,000 at least. It was a minimum of $10,000. You could get a silver level for 1500 Funding prize, a Thrive Chiropractic, was a, a 500 to $1,500. So, oh, so there were prizes for and, and awards for giving money to support this event. I see. Yes, exactly. <sighs> huh. Just craziness. Nobody's, this is just a sampling, by the way. Like when I go through my religious feed at this point, it's just it's just covered in stuff like this. This is this was a, the major sampling. However, uh, I do uh, have curious though. Yeah, go ahead. Are all of these things? Do all of them have a money aspect to them? I yes. don't know about mm. the military one. Oh, not the, oh, oh, no, not the military. Just, sure. But no, yeah, I, I thought you just meant these these health freedom. Events. Assemblies. Mm. I'm going to go with probably. Yeah, mm. yeah those pavilions ain't going to rent themselves, Karen. <laughs> well, I mean, not just recover costs, but, you know, make money. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Didn't Lee Greenwood teach you freedom isn't free? Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> Lessons from Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not a thing, because I would hate it. I hate that guy. I hate his music. <laughs> So one of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, was in science-based medicine, and it's something that a lot of uh, – I've, I've seen even on my Facebook feed people talking about how, look, the, the number of kids who die from COVID, it's a, such a low number. We should just send them back to school, which I find just amazing that 1% of all children could die off, and you're okay with that. Um, I, I – don't really understand. But the one quote I had from, from the article, comparing pediatric deaths to those of their grandparents is still problematic. Mm. The reason for this is glaringly obvious and never thought I'd have to mention, pre- mention it previously. Unlike 70-year-olds, children who die of COVID-19 are robbed of their entire life. Yeah. Seems kind uh, of- but I'm not going to care about that till it's my kid. Right. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> for sure. 
and uh, obviously, you know, you're right. There is there is a difference between you know a big difference between one end of the spectrum and the other end. But I mean, yeah, again, that's why it's so sadly not shocking. We live in a nation filled to the brim with people who are like, all right, it's January 1st. Well, what about those 600,000 people that just died in a year? Yeah, fuck them. I'm ready to get back to normal. But they're still dying. Ah, too late. I said fuck them. They're inconvenient. <laughs> we don't have time to grieve for these losses. You guys are stifling my freedom. Yeah, yeah. It's too much to ask to put on a mask to save children. It's too much to ask to put on a mask to save Colin Powell's life, because that's what killed him. Oh, but Colin Powell had the vaccine, and the vaccine doesn't work. <laughs> Proof so I positive. I was just closest. pulling this up to put it in, because I forgot to put in a link to an article about Colin Powell. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the reason yeah, the reason Colin Powell died of COVID was because he had multiple myeloma, which is a cancer of your immune system, functionally. It's a cancer of your bone marrow. So he was at risk of getting COVID regardless of whether he got a vaccine or not. He was vaccinated. In fact, he was, you know, got his booster shot because he was trying to build some immunity. But the people that um, around him, not family, I think all his family and everything was, was vaccinated, but somebody in his circles infected him and killed him. And that's the reason that everybody should get vaccinated. It's, it, the, the lack of compassion for other people and the lack of a sense of responsibility for other people around you is horrifying in this country at the moment. Also, the the ability to just twist mm. anything to your agenda these days, right? There's yeah. just nothing that can't be turned. Well, and, and the desire for the binary answer is it a cure or is it not a cure? It's neither. It helps. It it, it gets us a, a lot of the way there. Is it a hundred percent? No, but you're looking for a perfect answer to something that doesn't have a perfect answer. Grr. Well, even to get it close to being an answer. Everybody has to be vaccinated. Right. Like, if you're still spreading it, then you're part of the problem. The whole idea is everybody gets vaccinated. The vaccine works. I mean, depends on, you know, when you get vaccinated and how long it lasts. And But, I mean, if, if it works between 70 and 90% of the time, that means 10 to 30% of the people can still get it and have to deal with, you know, all of the outcome of it. But if... The virus doesn't reach them because they are surrounded by people who the vaccine works with. Right. Then they don't get it either, and the vac and the the virus will die off. The virus will will you know cease to be. <laughs> it will cease to be. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, the whole turning the story around and making it seem like well, the vaccine's useless because you know Colin Powell got the vaccine and he still died again. Multiple my my. Myeloma. I cannot yeah. pronounce that. It specifically causes the body to not be able to produce the the cells that can attack the virus. It's. I mean that that's what it is, and it's not just against COVID nineteen. It's against. It, it's an immune deficiency that it causes. So right. he was way more likely to die from COVID nineteen. And he was eighty four, so he's already well, at a higher that, risk. <laughs> right. Yeah. You idiot! You killed your hero. Ha! Hero to some. Hmm. Not a perfect, oh, right. Yeah, not a perfect man. I was going to say, are you are you ready, Ray? <laughs> yeah. you been, sure. Lay it on let me, me. Let me tell you a quick story. A message from a former 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Mm. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes. But anyway, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> uh, narcissist much? It is a narcissist's, narcissist's pledge. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I love it. I fully support it. I also hope that happens to you, President Trump, like every day. Yeah. And if the fake news media wants to herald you as a great world leader and say kind things about you when you're dead, awesome. Yeah. You'll still be back. I'm willing to make that trade. <laughs> and we'll all say, but anyway, may he rest in peace. <laughs> right. With truly, that felt that was just heartfelt right there. Oh. That <laughs> I mean, <sighs> if this were the first time he mocked a dead person, mm. I'd be 
somewhat surprised. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he made fun of John McCain a lot after uh, he died. So I feel like he's already set the bar pretty low as far as being a unrepentant scumbag. <laughs> sure. And I mean, th- on this podcast, we have definitely not uh, pulled many punches as far as, you know, oh, they're dead. We should speak kindly of them. Right. Yeah. I but agree. At, but at the same time, I don't see any reason why you would say that Colin Powell deserved to d- to die from this or from the cancer or from, I mean, I didn't like him. I didn't agree with most of what he did, but compared to the people who follow that asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, also, you know, we're, we're not held to the same standard as, say, a president of the United States or a well, former president. Very so, true. And to be honest with you, you know why I feel bad in this situation? Is Trump supporters. Because I've, if there's anything I've learned throughout this is that a Trump supporter cannot take a stance on anything mm. till he says something first. Because I saw a lot of people who support Trump Post their, oh my God, Colin Powell died. I'm so sad. He was a great man. Blah 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 blah. This and that. And then Trump makes this statement, and now they're all like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Deleting posts. <laughs> yeah, because they cannot. There is no nuance. You have to be in lockstep. Wow. With this guy, you falter on anything, and people are up your ass. Meaning your your people. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So like. Trump supporters, seriously, just keep your mouth shut till he says something. Then you'll know and what then to you'll think. Know, yeah, you'll know what to say then. <laughs> Not a, don't, don't know what to think then. <laughs> Not just say. Yeah, don't have any independent thoughts in your head, all right? Did you know that um, Trump supposedly, I saw this along my feed today somewhere, supposedly he tried to get into the rules of Arlington that um, presidents and vice presidents could be buried at Arlington even if they didn't serve in the military? <laughs> it, di- it didn't go through, but- <laughs> he tried. God, what a... It makes perfect Sorry. sense. <laughs> I mean, it does to him, sure. Yeah. Not surprising. What a completely demeaning thing to to even suggest. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense. He never ceases to surprise us. <laughs> yeah. Anything else uh, need to be said about Colin Powell or that situation? Well... No, but there's no. plenty to say about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Should sure. we not go to, into the politics of Colin Powell? Just let that one go. Yeah. It's not like any of us said he was a great man. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd vote for him over Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Hell, I'd yeah. vote for him today over Trump, even though he's dead. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, as long as Trump isn't his running mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think that's likely. They didn't care for each other. <laughs> All right. So on to some more COVID stuff. This was interesting because we talked about uh, Latino Catholics and the idea that, you know, Latino community doesn't really trust the government and being really catholic probably uh not very good for the whole vaccine uh, as it turns out they are among the most vaccinated religious groups in the country 82 percent of latino catholics have been vaccinated wow. according really? according to uh, this poll on religionnews.com well i think the catholic church got on board with the vaccinations knowing that they you know they needed to do anything to keep their populations up and not dying so I mean, Catholic Latinos are if the if the priest says do it, they'll do it. So good. Yeah, and as we discussed, I think most of the most of the anti-vaccine religious leaders mm. are Protestant. They're the evangelicals. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, except for that guy who's in charge of the whole military. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's got to be more to that story. That doesn't make sense. So if you're a Latino Catholic in the military, what the hell do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good question. Uh, and I, uh, this was another thing I found interesting. Texas-based corporations, Southwest and American Airlines, Dell and IBM are ignoring Abbott's ban on vaccine mandates and nice. are uh, making their own mandates for their employees. Well, they're following the, the federal government mandate, which trumps the state mandate, I believe. Hey, they're just uh, expressing their freedoms. There you go. Capitalism. Big government. Yeah, big government's telling them what to do. Fuck them. (laughs) They're American heroes. (laughs) It just depends on whether or not you you think the same way. Uh, Because if you do, then they're heroes and they're patriots. And if you don't, then they're, you know, liberal fascists, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's well, a good lead into the prayer warriors. I mean, the the sure. I, in my observations from the Herman Cain Herman Cain Awards, a lot of it is religious based arguments against getting the vaccine. Then there's the conspiracy theories, and then there's the you know the no freedom. I do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. The ones that never you know got out of teenage years. But the ones that cure, that make me the most curious and the ones that I wanted to talk about were the ones that bring up the prayer warriors. There's this whole theme in the in the religious set that um, you know prayer warriors are called up and everybody has to get together at this time and all pray at the same time. And I find this concept very strange. And I don't know if anybody can explain it to me. Oh, prayers are super quiet. Mm. Unless you do it all at once, then they get louder and then God can hear you better. Oh. But God's oh omniscient. <laughs> <laughs> but God's so if God's omniscient, then he knows every single person that's praying, doesn't he? Yeah. Why would you need to amplify it? Oh, because – so if it's just one individual prayer or if it's the same – like he may have forgotten. Mm. He may get bogged down in other things. Like he needs to hear it all, all at once so that you know it's it's a serious request. Mm. Like – what if, what, if, what if all the other people oh, – what if all the people wishing, praying to win the lottery, like, drown out your prayer? <laughs> oh, he can only handle so, so many prayers at a time. he decides to ignore the lottery prayers first, and he can't ignore your prayer. Mm. All right. So I'm trying to go along. I'm trying to, you know, follow along. So the omnipotent, omniscient creator of the universe who set everything in the universe in perfect motion, if he hears 2,000 humans – Telling him that he's doing it not quite right, then he will change reality in order to uh, accommodate to, them. To, huh. to yeah, to accommodate what they want. Huh. That seems the most likely. Okay. You got it. I mean, the odds are better than if just one human is criticizing his handiwork. It is. The I think. I don't know. And maybe he's just bit, maybe he's drowsy. Maybe after using all that energy to put everything in the universe in motion and get it going. Maybe he's like an ancient dragon and he just needs to sleep. He's still on day seven. He's still, you know, resting. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's still his day seven. That's good. I like where your head's at. So you're just poking him with a stick to wake him up and say, can you say Bob? Yeah. <laughs> so then what's the threshold? Is it like you need 2,000 prayer warriors or you, do you need like 20,000 Two million? Uh, like what? What's the what? Are, what's the threshold to get God's attention here? I feel like it's just a trial and error situation. Okay, I and mean, it might be dependent upon who else is praying at the same time. You know, is it getting? Going to say I don't want to say that there's an actual threshold. This this math you keep throwing around sounds an awful lot like science. <laughs> so you should know uh -oh. how we feel about science. <laughs> I just want to. I, I just have another question. So if you've got two million people. Praying for Joe Bob to get better, who's in ho the hospital with COVID. But at the same time, the Pope goes, "Man, I really, God, can you show me where my keys are?" God's going <laughs> to possibly go with the Pope, right? Mm, it's true, to, so, right? Because that's that's more important. Well, Pope's got the direct line, <laughs> right? Well, He's I, got the bat phone. I, I will say yeah. that whatever the number is, the the Facebook calls for prayer warriors is not enough because it seems to not work very well, <laughs> based on him, you know evidence seen on on reddit I, I also you know the warriors is an interesting choice i mean prayer circle i've heard that kind of thing before um a prayer chain warriors curious turn of phrase but hmm. getting into that faith milton area right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean it's a very small thing but that is a little worrisome like growing up our household was part of a a prayer chain like if something happened to a member of the church, there was actually a list next to the phone of, you know, who notifies us, who we notify so that you don't get redundant phone calls and that sort of thing. <laughs> and so so that everybody would pray for this person. Like that was a thing. But it was like a prayer circle. It was a, you know, not, no, nobody called it prayer warriors. That seems like a very, I don't know, an odd word to tack on there. Right. I, I could. I found a couple references to you know you're you're praying for God as opposed to um, the devil is trying to take Joe Bob. So you're trying to get you know God to fight the devil off kind of thing. So that's where the warrior part comes in. Warrior, not warrior. <laughs> Prayer warrior actually makes more sense to me. <laughs> what well, is the ultimate slacktivism? I mean, you're not doing anything really. Right. You could actually be helping. <laughs> I mean, you can't help Joe Bob in the hospital, but probably. I don't know. You could. You could. You could go out and get vaccinated. True. You could, you could go give blood. I'm sure they need blood. There's things you, there are things you could do, but you don't do that. Instead, you know, you sit in a quiet room and mumble words to right. yourself. Mm. 
I don't think you're getting an explanation though, Karen. I just no. I just have more questions. <laughs> All right, but related, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, there were so many anti-COVID-19 vaccination people who claimed that it was the mark of the beast. That was stated by not just the, the fringe crazies, but by some of our politicians. And I just, I wanted to touch on the whole mark of the beast thing. Hmm. So the whole statement, the whole concept of this this Christian mark of the beast, it, it comes from Revelation. Um, specifically, there's a Revelation 13, there's a, a line that tells you what the mark of the beast is, and that the mark of the beast would be required by anyone in the, in the society in order to buy or sell items, and that it would be required by the Antichrist, who is a person who's uh, coming into power and who basically says, mandates that everybody has to get the Mark of the Beast. They wouldn't call it that, but they would get this in order to buy and sell items. So it would be mandated. It would be a powerful figure who unites the world with the promise of peace and unity, but delivers only destruction. So Trump? Um, the, the, <laughs> Whoa. I'm jumping ahead, aren't I? Sorry. <laughs> the idea um, is that once you have received the Mark of the Beast, uh, you go to hell. It doesn't matter what you've done previously, what you do after. You have the Mark of the Beast, you're going to hell hmm. in the afterlife. That's That's just what it is. Hmm. So... The whole idea, the whole concept of Mark of the Beast has been, I mean, at least throughout American history, if you go back to the Stamp Act, this was when Congress passed an act that defined how stamps would be used to deliver mail. The Puritans believed that the Stamp Act welcomed in the Mark of the Beast and that the stamp was required on all legal documents and it was just an extension of the British Empire, which they believed was a de demonic group. Wow. All right. So the Stamp Act was the first American documented, you know, declaring the religious people declaring that a law was, uh, you know, enforcing the stamp, the uh, the mark of the beast. Then there was social security numbers and cards. <laughs> they were regarded as the mark of the beast because they were mandatory. They were a numeric identification system. Uh, the, some people believe that the social security would lead to a reliance on the government solely that would reduce rights of the people over time, paving way for the Antichrist. And then you get into barcodes and UPC scanners. That was declared the mark of the beast. And then more recently, the real IDs. That was declared the mark of the beast. So... This has been just an ongoing thing that people fear technology, they don't like it being imposed upon them, and they use their religion to declare it as being evil in mm. order to not, you know, not have to follow it. 5G is the mark of the beast! <laughs> I think MAGA hats are the mark of the beast. That seems more likely. I just find this whole, I mean, it, again, you can see it since all throughout history, since... I don't even know when it would have started, but certainly throughout American history. It's just a, a quick and easy way of saying, my Bible says you're wrong, and I don't have to follow your rules. Right, using religion as an excuse to not do something because you don't understand. Mm. Wow. And of course, in this case, it's just being used by, I mean, continued to be used by the GOP in order to bolster themselves, in order to, I think most of the politicians are just using it as, to, to make sure that their group believes that they're on their side. You know, I'm one of you. I declared Mark of the Beast, too, even though they, they don't believe it. I mean, most of politicians don't believe in the election lie. They don't believe that the vaccine is the Mark of the Beast, but they're just saying it because they want to be part of that group. They want to make sure that they have that group behind them. Yeah, it was amazing how fast they snapped into line. I mean, on uh, January 6th there were, and January 7th, there were people on the floor of the Congress saying this was Republicans saying this was terrible. Trump, you know, is is responsible for this. And like two days later, they're like, no, I didn't say that. Nope. Trump's great. He's going to be president in 2024. It's all wonderful. He's the real president. Yeah. They snap back yeah. in line because of the money. It's like I said before, people's agendas just, I mean, no pun intended, Trump everything. Yeah. They're like, I got to stay in power. I got to keep my money coming. The constituents dying? Meh. Not that, and not that many will die that it'll make that much of a difference. <laughs> not that many children will die. It'll be all right. Oh, crap. We lost Colin Powell. That was a bad one. Ah, he was 84. It's okay. Keep going. 
All right. Continuing on some religious stuff. Uh, this one, I don't even, I, I can't wrap my head around how people become a saint and the whole Catholic church, that, that whole process. Like I, you know, I grew up in a Quaker church, so the concept of a saint is a little beyond my religious teaching, but the Pope, Pope Frank has given a thumbs up, given an okay to credit John Paul the first with, uh, with a miracle. John Paul I, oh. he apparently is now a miracle work, worker, which is, you know, first step in becoming a saint. Hmm. Um, what did he do? Well, I'm not really sure because he was dead at the time. <laughs> uh, there was an 11-year-old girl in Buenos Aires who, uh, who had died. She had a, acute brain inflammation, septic shock, a lot of medical issues, and uh, she was re she restored to life. And um, apparently... Pastor of local parish associated with the hospital said that uh, he, he well he took the initiative to invoke Pope Luciani, which is apparently John Paul the uh, First. I don't yeah. know. I don't Albino Luciani. Changes. Yeah, that was his name. Okay, so he invoked Pope John Paul the First name in order for the girl to recover, even though John Paul the First has been dead for a very long time. And the Pope goes, yep, sounds like a miracle by the Pope to me. Hmm. How do you, sweet. I don't know what the good process him, counts. is, but what was that, Ian? I said, sweet, good for him. That, that, I'm pretty sure that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Pope says it does. Yeah. yeah. According to Jeff, that was, that's one of the two requirements for being a saint. You have to perform two miracles, one while you are alive and one after you die. <laughs> so he's got the dead one checked off. We just got to find the, the live one. Yep. Someone has to remember something miraculous that he did while he was the Pope, and boom, he's good. It's like religion doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Not new information. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, honestly, ever since, you know, the, the whole uh, beatifying them, once they did, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Indian orphanage lady who, who was cr horribly cruel to Mother children. Teresa? Mother, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, thank you. Jesus. Oh, that was the easiest sell in the world. Oh, but she, clearly she's not a good person. <laughs> right, but, I mean, if they could cover up mm. tens of thousands of cases of child rape, <laughs> making it seem like she did good things was easy. That's true. I mean, yeah, people were she already viewed primed. the world over as, like, if you say saint, boom, she appears. Yeah. In in, apt, uh, in anybody's, you know, of any religion, you're like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Catholics say, oh, yeah, like Mother Teresa, great person. Yeah. <laughs> she's literally yeah, she is the best. Used, That's an amazing PR job right yeah, there. She's but. used as the name of of people's example of, of the perfect human. <laughs> yes. Well, he's yeah, no that, Mother Teresa. Like that's that's yeah. the phrase. That's... I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't torture poor people. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> but again, yeah, no, I no, mean, no one is aware of that. I mean, again, for so many years, I mean, how would you ever even know, though? You know, right? Yeah, she, she got no bad press for some reason. Yeah, she had a good PR department. Super. <sighs> I don't know. I get the impression that. The whole idea of sainthood is going to be boiling down to: Did they rape a child? Ha! Saint. Yeah. <laughs> Only if the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. You're a saint. Yeah. Uh, because eesh. the answer is yes in more and more cases. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, <laughs> horrible people elevate all other people. Sure. Like you know, you can look back and be like, well. You know, why'd I stay with that person for so long? Well, he didn't beat me. <laughs> okay, if if that's if that's your high watermark, then yeah, he, he was a great partner. So thank goodness for men who beat women. They elevate all other men. <laughs> priests who rape children elevate all other priests. So I I couldn't remember. I couldn't, I, I, I'm looking at the picture. And I'm like Pope John Paul I. Pope John Paul I. Was he Pope when I was a kid? I couldn't figure out who he was. He was a Pope for a month. Yes. Nice. Really? Yeah. He poked it month up for poke. one month. Died in his Pope bed. Whoa. Hmm. I guess God didn't think he was doing a very good job. Yeah, Grinch is right. You were thinking of Pope John Paul II. I was. You are correct. Because <laughs> he was he was Pope for a very long time. Yeah. He had a, he had a pretty popular run. I thought Ratzinger was the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive, which is just weird. 
Ratzinger was like, nah, this isn't what it, it's not living up to what I thought it was going to be, and I'm just going to quit. <laughs> this is nothing like that Boriga series I saw on Showtime. <laughs> I wonder what the story is behind that, because that's weird for him to step down as Pope. I mean, if he was, you know, had Alzheimer's or something, people would go, okay, fine. But he, he does, seemingly doesn't. <laughs> he probably didn't want people poking too much into his past like they were. <laughs> oh, maybe. If I step down, maybe. will you still stop asking about Billy? Mm, maybe. Yeah, didn't he run some kind of youth Nazi camp or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, his his days as a Hitler youth was was <laughs> one of his bigger scandals. It's a little sketch, yeah. Yeesh. Can't wait for him to get you know, get sainted. That would be <laughs> <laughs> You won't have to wait long. It's coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> if old one month he got sainted. <laughs> <laughs> right. The last thing that I have uh is a story about dry scooping. Uh-oh. It's not quite as uh, interesting what are those, as jump what are those pumping. Mormon kid, I was going to say, what are those Mormon kids up to now? <laughs> it's not as exciting as the dry humping or the, what was the other one called that we talked about? Soaking, Soaking and uh, jump pumping. Jump yes. pumping. Yeah, yeah, not quite that good. Uh, this is actually okay. more to do with exercise. Uh-oh. Uh, so apparently this is taken off on TikTok because, of course, it has. It's stupid enough. <laughs> that you can make a short video about it. It's under hashtag pre-workout. It's a, a yeah, dry scooping is literally creatine powder. And yep. instead of making a drink out of it, you just take a dry scoop of it and down it before working out. How could that possibly be better? And the people doing this claim that it it, it, it helps you build muscles quicker, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's the thing to do before working out. Don't Don't do it. It's not the thing to do. <laughs> it's not safe or good. No. I mean, these creatine powders are not really safe for most bodybuilders anyway. I mean, if you're, you know, high level, in, you know, it's fine. Well, they're not unsafe. They're just not useful. Right. Well, I think it's actually not safe. It's bad for your kidneys. If you don't use the creatine, oh. it gets, it, you know, it affects your kidneys. Don't use it so, if you're not really working out. Creatine powder can be useful. To build up muscle mass, mm -hmm. if it is taken on a regular basis and it builds up in your system, pounding it as a mm -hmm. dry powder quickly <laughs> no. before working out does nothing, uh, but literally introduce it into your system in a shocking way. <laughs> the, you, only about 8% of the videos, according to this article, uh, depict creatine supplements being used correctly. It, and this is where you use a supplement on a regular daily basis. It builds up in your system. You continue a very vigorous regular workout, and it does help you build muscle tissue. Now, this is on a very, like I said, 92% of the people doing these videos are using it incorrectly, mm. especially if you're if you're eating it dry, it's not going to be introduced into your system correctly. It's just going to be up to your filtering organs to get it out of your system because you're doing it entirely wrong. <laughs> but apparently that's uh, one of the new trends. Oh, right. People people love, you know, <laughs> a wacky trend that they're doing wrong. Right. I mean, there's just so much. It's yeah. yeah. There's so much science and information available, but none of it is the quick and easy answer that everybody wants. So, you know, they'll just gravitate towards whatever they think, you know, apparently dry scooping. <laughs> and, you know, there, I mean, sorry, there's just lots of trends like that. Like, your body can absorb at most 20 to 25 grams of protein in a sitting. Meanwhile, <laughs> these dry scooping people are the same people. They're like, all right, you need at least 700 grams of lean protein per meal at least six times a day. And I'm like, oh, my God, why <laughs> are you people allowed to speak? I hate social media. Yeah. Jeez. It is, the, it is the source of a lot of the difficulty, really. <laughs> it's like it's like a comedy club's bad open mic night and everybody has a mic in their hand. Yeah. <laughs> I remember growing up, going to like elementary school and learning about the basic food groups, which have changed several times over the years because, you know, we've we've learned a lot since then. But when when we'd have somebody speak or you'd watch a video, somebody speaking about nutrition, it was always like this guy is a doctor. He went to Johns Hopkins. He studied this and he studied <laughs> now in order to get an audience of millions, you have to have a YouTube account. That's it. That that that's all it requires. And you do right. something 
that exaggerates what you want and and yeah, suddenly you've got a million viewers. Well, you have to do something that makes people go, oh, you got to see this guy for whatever reason, whether it's shocking or outrageous or funny or, you know, side boob, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, dry scooping. It's a thing. Don't do it. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's all I've got for tonight. You guys got anything else? Steve Bannon's going to get arrested. Who is? Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped about that. It depends if the Justice Department picks it up, which they should. But eh, who knows? Yeah, how how much of a sure thing do you think that is, Jared? Oof. I'm going to say pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I think that the fact that they're going this far means they're no, they know they've spoken to somebody in the Justice Department, and they're like, okay, if we're we, not going to be wasting our time. Yeah, if we send this over for a criminal referral, will you take it up? Because we, we are requiring Mr. Bannon to come in and speak to us, and he's refusing. Can you make that happen? Yeah. Which is basically all this is. I mean, Bannon, so Trump sued the committee and he sued the archives to prevent them from releasing um, documentation that the committee is after. And Bannon said, yeah, but until that's sorted out, I'm not going to say anything. And everybody's going, no, no, that's not a thing. You can't, you can't (laughs) write on that coattail. It's not going to work. Yeah. The balls on this guy to to use executive privilege. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was executive privilege, although he was only in the White House for a very short period of time, and that time doesn't overlap with what they're investigating. So, right. Yeah. They're, they're investigating January 6th and the days leading up to, so. We did, uh, we saw Adam Schiff on, was that on Colbert? I think it was on Colbert. It was. Yes. And he basically was like, yeah, we, well, Colbert asked him, well, you didn't do this during the impeachment, you didn't do it when other people were, you know, were refusing to show up, and he was like, well... Yeah, but Barr was in mm. charge of the DOJ then, and he wasn't going to do anything. He wouldn't listen to us. True. Got a point, yeah. I'm like, wow, that was that's some real honesty right there. <laughs> 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 like, that wasn't a political statement. That was a, yeah, what are you going to do? Trump was, you know, Trump had all of his cronies in place. We couldn't do anything. Truth. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so is this is this situation with Bannon, is this like some sort of attempt to to draw a firm line in the sand about actually having to obey the laws. Yeah, it is. It's an attempt. We'll see if it works, but it's an okay. attempt. Right, right. And then, but then, just at a federal level, or is this a? I, I don't. So they're like Bannon. We want you to come and talk, and he's just like, no, right. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to follow your rules. And they're like, all right, we're going to have you arrested. And we're like, yeah, you should be arrested. And then there are laws, albeit shitty. In Texas, that say you can't mandate vaccines. And there are companies that say, no, we're not going to follow the laws. Mm-hmm. And we're here like, yeah, good for those guys. They're awesome. Uh, uh, which which way are we leaning on, on this? <laughs> can we ignore the laws? Or should we follow the laws? Or can we pick and choose? Mm-hmm. Well, I think like... We pick and choose when the laws make sense. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not in the eye of the beholder, though, is the problem. Well, I, I think the... the corporations in Texas are following federal law and saying that out that out, that it outweighs te- state law which I think they're right about okay especially since these are all multi-state corporations they may be based in Texas but they have offices elsewhere as well so I think they do okay yeah if there's a federal law that says you can't impose non-mandates <laughs> well, <laughs> then then I'm all for that there's a there's a, um, a executive order that said that OSHA is going to require all or um, organizations companies, I don't remember which way it was, um, with over 100 employees, um, must require vaccinations for all employees. That's a federal statute. I don't know. I guess it's not a law. It's an executive order. So it's a edict, if you like. Right. But then OSHA will enforce that, meaning right. if the company then doesn't do anything, doesn't put those those uh, those in place, then OSHA is going to fine them. Right. And OSHA fines can be pretty hefty. Yeah. Because it's like per instance, and it can be a lot of money for every employee that you're violating that standard with. So I think the companies are making the decision of, you know, we're kind of violating the governor's law, but it'll cost us millions of dollars if we don't. So yeah, I didn't know there was a federal law that was in opposition to Abbott's crazy law. So well, that's a totally different, you know. Way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, but it, I mean, I guess it isn't a law, though, because it's, it's just an executive order, but it's OSHA is going to find them 
a boatload of money. I think they're also making the calculation that Abbott's law is going to be over, or, yeah, law is going to be overturned because mm. I, I mean it's it, it's nonsensical. <laughs> so, so I did want cool. to mention there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk in Discord. Uh, Grinch is pretty sure that they're not going to arrest Bannon, and I'm kind of siding with him. I think. At most, what's going to happen is the Department of Justice is going to take maybe a step in that direction, and Bannon will suddenly be like, oh, I'll go. That's fine. Mm. Well, I mean, if that works, then we'll never right. know. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't seem very concerned. Who, Steve Bannon? Yeah. He, sure. I don't know that he ever really expresses emotion. <laughs> so. Oh, he does. He's an emotional guy. He smiles and gets excited and talks mm. about how, uh, you know... January 6th is going to be a shit show, and we and before <laughs> he said this on January 5th, and this is the reason why he's coming down. Yeah. be interesting to, to see how it plays out. But again, I mean, if you're willing to not get a subpoena and not show up, why not just go there and lie? Or just sit there and don't answer the questions. Yeah. Or just be like, eh, you know, whatever. Just, just, I mean, be a general asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's more, it's more to just say like, it's like he's cucking them in a way. He's like, your, your subpoena don't mean shit. Well, that is exactly but, what he's doing. You know. Yeah. Because it, it was displayed last time that the subpoenas don't matter. Now, Trump, on the other hand, homeboy is trying to hide something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> what, what are they in those documents that he does not want anybody to see? Yeah. That, that we don't already know. I mean, it, it'll yeah, be, you know, a- the bad thing that you anticipate. It always is. Right. It'll just be confirming yeah. it. Like, we already know that he was, at best, a mediocre to below average student. But as long as he sues you to re- not release those college transcripts, you can't confirm it True. for sure. Right. Yeah. He knows that we all know that he was like, yes, please go start a riot on my behalf. Well, and it was, there was an orchestrated plan put together by one of his aides about how, you know, if Pence does this, then this happens, and then the Democrats will be all angry, and then we'll do this, and then you get to stay president. They had a plan. It was like a seven-point plan. And For sure. And Pence just went, yeah, no, I, I can't do that. Not- Dan Quayle, what should I do? <laughs> yeah, Which is the Dan oddest Quayle. thing in the world. Who calls Dan Quayle for advice? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> why not Dick Cheney? I, well, actually, now I know why not Dick Cheney, because Dick Cheney would be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he needed somebody kind of outside of the mainstream, and Dan Quayle fits the bill. <laughs> well, what other Republican vice president is there? Uh, good question. That's alive. Right. Yeah, I think, I think it's Cheney. Cheney. the only one, yeah. <laughs> and you already shit all over his daughter. You're out. <laughs> yeah, he's not answering that phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to, I'd love to be in the room with that. Mr. Cheney, we've got uh, the vice president on the line. Ah, well, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> No way. He would have been like, all right, here's what you need to do. You see that podium with the new the new shaped mic holder they built for you outside? Get up on that and make a speech. <laughs> Actually, it been better if Cheney was like, you know what, Mike? We should talk. Why don't you come down? We're going to do a little hunting trip together. Yeah. Just you and me out in the woods. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he definitely shot his friend and got away with it. Yeah. I'm using air quotes. It was an accident. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Nope. nope. I don't think so. Okie dokie. Um, all right. Well, that's all we're going to have for this week then. Uh, I want to start by thanking our patrons for supporting the podcast and uh, those of you who join us tonight, Jeff, Alpha, Grinch, McScrooge, and Hesden Gixon. We really do appreciate the uh, the feedback, the fact-checking as we go. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by sharing the podcast on social media or leaving a review to, uh, for us on uh, iTunes. Or uh, you can support directly by joining our Patreon page, patreon.com slash profaneargument. Uh, again, if you want to contact us, you can do so on our Facebook page or tweet at profanearg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-namednetwork.com is a uh, slew of podcasts for your listening pleasure. Current and archive shows are available soon to be named network.com again thanks for listening and until next time i'm ray i'm karen i'm jared this is ian thank you good night and may your god go with you